You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. finished playing Final Fantasy 7 for the like mm. second time. I, I I played it once when it first came out. Now, why are you doing this? Because we're just months away from the remake, right? Yeah, that's why. But why would why, Joe? Why, why, why? wouldn't you just wait <laughs> until uh, the remake of Final Fantasy 7? Because now you have to play this game again. But it's not even going to be the same kind of game. It's an action RPG. Well, what is the title of that game? It's Final Fantasy VII: right, The Remake. The, oh, okay, but it's still Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> but it's I not the same saying. game. It's like what they're doing on the Resident Evil Two, right? It's kind of like a reimagining. It's kind of like if I were to, you know, those people that when Lord of the Rings, like the they would read the books, mm. and then like the next movie came out, and then like before the next movie comes out, they read the books again. That's a, that's an interesting analogy. I so like that. I played through the original Final Fantasy VII. And I feel like that's going to help me kind of understand and appreciate more this the remake things that and be, be able to compare it to what they've done. Because, I mean, the last time I played it was in like 97, 98. Maybe I'll do that with the Link's Awakening because Dude. they've got that reboot coming out, which oh, looks fantastic. It looks so fucking good. And it's man. perfect timing, too, because we oh, that's what we did. Um, just when I thought we we're were safe done, to get in the water. We're <laughs> with Breath of the Wild. Um, we finally finished going through the DLC, like uh-huh. the Champion's Ballad. Yeah. Oh my god! It was so cool. That shit is like that should have been in the core game. Yeah, like, I feel sorry for people who did not plunk down the twenty dollars to get that because that's the real kind it's of so good. That finishes really fleshes out the rest of the game. Uh huh. That final boss to get battle, the story of the heroes and stuff. Yes, oh, yeah. those yeah. those cutscenes are way better than any of the other cutscenes that are in the, the 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 core game. I absolutely agree. And that boss battle is way better than the actual Ganon boss, boss battle. battle I think so fun. it's fucking fantastic. So yeah. uh, if you're a Breath of the Wild player and you have not. Play the uh, now I haven't done the master whatever the fuck master sword trials not going to do that but uh, the champions ballad man no so I played through Final Fantasy seven and last time when I first played it like I just played through the story mm-hmm. you know because Square likes to throw like these oh, yeah. epic like extra bosses into the game mm-hmm. and in this one it had bosses named like Emerald Weapon and Ruby Weapon mm. fucking insanely difficult yeah and this time I was like fuck, I fuck it with that. I'm doing this yeah. I, I grinded my fucking characters up see it's why I hate RPGs high. man I uh, I had to like they have these things in the game it called it's called materia and they give you different spells mm-hmm. and you can actually kind of living in a materia world and I am a materia girl you know that we are living in a materia world and I am a materia Materia. Materia. <laughs> All right, I feel good now. Uh, no, so I had I like spent an hour coming up with like different combinations of the materia, and then trying to figure out. All right, this is the way we're going to do this. This is how it's going. It took me a, it took me forever to do this, but forever, then, forever, forever. And I defeated these things. All right. Like twenty years later, <laughs> I I defeated these fucking things, and I felt so fucking accomplished. Like I was telling everybody, I told my family, I was like, you know, somewhere nineteen year old me is just like <laughs> fist pumping like a motherfucker, <laughs> high fiving. Oh yeah, high fiving himself. That's funny. Uh, yeah, so I was I was pretty stoked about that. Congratulations. Thank man. you very much. So yeah, no, I I, I played through that, ready for the remake, mm-hmm. uh, and now I'm just kind of killing time. I'm trying out that new Bloodstained game. 
from oh, the original the creators Castlevania. of Castlevania. Yeah, how is that? So far, so good, man. Mm. So far, so good. Uh, I, I'm trying to play while not uh, right now. They've got the uh, the games done well. That's going to actually end when this comes out. It ended a week ago, but they're doing the uh, the summer games done quick marathon. Oh yeah, where they play for a week and it for, benefits doctors without money, borders right? and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and that shit like my eyes are usually glued to that while uh, it's going on. I forgot to, about that. Damn to, it, to my own detriment at home, like my. My wife, is your newborn just, child, she wants to watch TV, and I'm like, "Baby, they're doing a speed run of of Marble Madness." I'm like, oh "Wait, you God. don't understand? This guy just did Marble Madness. One guy playing both fucking marbles what? at the same time. What? Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's an, he had ridiculous. two controllers in his hand playing Marble Madness. I can't even get past like the third I level. Can't do shit with that with game. one ball. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It was uh, it was pretty incredible. I love those. So uh, yeah, that's uh, who would have thought watching other people play video games would be an entertaining pastime. Uh, I would have, and yet it is. I would have. Yeah. I mean, I was like growing up. I like when I'd get together with my friends and like, hey, you want to play? I'm like, no, go ahead. I oh, like. That's I kind of like watching. I kind of like watching the game, like because I feel like there's. I love playing video games. Obviously, I love playing them, but mm-hmm. there's like an enjoyment and an appreciation you get when you can just sit back and take in the whole thing. You know, it's actually kind of funny you say that because uh, I was talking about that, that DLC and that final boss battle. Yeah. Later on that night, I pulled up on YouTube, uh-huh. like uh, somebody beating that. Because I, I was playing it and you miss a lot of the shit that's going on because you're concentrating on, oh, I got to use this weapon and I got to do this kind of block him. It's nice to just be able to like watch and look at all of the things in the background and appreciate yes. the artistry that it's put into these games. Yeah, dude. What a time we live in. I know, right? Mm-hmm. I love this. I love science now. Yeah. Um, I love so, technology. So that's it. I mean, you know, when this is dropping, we'll be... Uh, You'll be we'll in be New in, York, we'll right? We'll be in New York. We'll be in Rochester. Driving? I want to bring the family. I wanted to... I wanted, Okay, first I wanted my dad. He usually comes into into town every year to see Harper. He and comes stuff. at the worst possible time. Yeah, dude, the middle of. And I was like, you know what? How about this time we go there? It's a for smart the summer? move, buddy. Uh, and also, he hasn't met his grandson yet. Yeah. So little James Logan, James, the whole family. Like my aunts, my cousins have still never met Harper. What? And she's going on four. She'll oh be four gosh. next month. So uh, so yeah, here we go. Uh, going to going to New York. Well, that will be fun. But uh, you know, going back to to my childhood. Mm. And uh, you know the place where I, I my, where my roots. Look at I, this photograph. <laughs> Look at this graph. <laughs> I love that gift. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's all. You got any big plans for July Fourth? Uh, let's see. Well, I will be watching Stranger Things. A mutual friend of ours has thrown a little uh, Stranger Things party. Yeah, uh, going to make a little eighties eighties themed background. Is it Brundage? Oh, you know, Forno's Jason Forno. Yeah, you're familiar with that. Yeah, uh, yeah, doing an eighties themed Fourth uh, of July party. That's cool. Have fireworks and grill. What are you going to dress up like? Pool and everything. Well, it's funny you say that because uh, we're, we're. Is it funny? Putting our. Co- well, it may not be funny. I thought it was a genuine question. It's. A, it's a, that's a funny question, Joe. You're a funny guy. <laughs> no, but uh, um, Jen is really the one who's got the better. Are you costume. afraid to let people know? On, no, it's on not the- that. I mean, okay. mine's going to be like I'm going to wear a headband. You know. And a fucking tight eye. Are you shirt, Rambo? Sure. Oh, I thought no. it was going to be Rambo. <laughs> no, I'm just going to be some '80s hipster. I'm going to wear a backpack. And they have hipsters else. in the '80s. Yeah, sure. Kind of, yeah. They were called yuppies. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I could be a yuppie. Uh, but no, yeah, we'll probably dress up a little bit and enjoy some of the festivities. So and uh, and, and you know all of the things you do on uh, editingbay.com. Oh, sorry, <laughs> your cadence was leading me to that. Probably have some hot dogs and uh, run around a cake. Uh, you're going to run around a cake. That's right. You're not going to eat. A cake? Try not to knock it over. 
Well, I'm tying into the film here today. Oh, gotcha. As they do, you know. That's oh yeah, that's Being right. Chased by an English mastiff, perhaps. Well, okay. Well, I guess we should just get into it. This is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. <laughs> My Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes a good movie, sometimes bad movies. No matter what the case. Every week we will come back here, watch a movie, talk about it with each other, dissect it, try to figure out what it did right, what it did wrong, and then maybe put it back together a little bit better than it was. Uh, this week, your pick. My pick. Yeah. Uh, and again, when you're coming up on Fourth of July. And I, and I Googled, like, you know... Welcome to Google! Fourth of July films, you know, like... And, and you're going to get the same ones. You're going to get Born on Fourth of July. You're going to get Top Gun. We've already done that. Uh-huh. You're going to get Independence Day, obviously. You get Armageddon. And uh, something else that's on those lists, uh, you know, Patriot Games, um, is... Uh, Was this Patriot Games a, a July 4th movie? Well, it's patriotic, so sure, okay. why not? All right. uh, yeah, some, some of these lists are taking some liberties with Fourth uh, of July fair, but I wanted something uh, where we can kind of celebrate... You know this nation, and uh, think back on on better times, maybe mm-hmm. uh, when we didn't have a racist uh, uh, rapist <laughs> for a president. Yeah, now, now a rapist too. Yeah, as if we didn't know now. Before. As yeah, I was about to say <laughs> now with one hundred percent more rape <laughs> in your American president. So, uh, but before that, uh, in the nineteen sixties, when things were simpler and uh, you just wanted to play some ball with your friends, yeah, in the Sandlot. So um, yes, we're gonna do nineteen ninety threes in the Sandlot. Directed by David Mickey Evans. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, since... not much to his credit. No. He did Radio Flyer. Oh, that was him too, First huh? Kid. Oh, gosh. And The Sandlot 2. The straight-to-video Sandlot Was he Sandlot responsible 2. for that? He directed it. Oh, God. Yeah. Anybody so... seen that? No? No. No. And, I mean, the freckled fat kid. <laughs> <laughs> from uh, Mighty Ducks? For, no. After the cast from, of the Mighty Ducks? From the Sandlot. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was him. also in the Mighty Ducks. He was? It? Yeah. What was he in the in the Mighty Ducks? He was the freckled fat kid. <laughs> was he? <laughs> yes. He wasn't Goldberg the goalie? Uh, was he not? I, I he, was in, he was in the Big Green. Remember that? He did like yes. the, the, the soccer version of the Sandlot. Maybe he was in D2. With the Goots. The Mighty Steve Ducks. Gutenberg. Part 2. Probably. But I know he's in that. Boy, also, this kid's uh, got some staying power. <laughs> that kid's adorable. He's great in this What and else that. has he been in? Oh, let's see. I'll pull him up. He's in Glow. He's in the second season of Glow. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw he was still around. He still, still looks acting. the same. I know. Which is either like... Well, so there's two things that can happen when you're a child actor. You either look exactly the same... And then people recognize you forever as that little kid. Or die the hero. Or or you kind of do a Macaulay Culkin. Everyone's like, ugh. Man, he was much cuter. Welcome to Macaulay Culkin. And now uh, he just looks like a meth addict. Yeah. Elijah Wood, man, came out on top. He did, right? Yeah. (laughs) Both in The Good Son and in real life. That's right. I'm just saying, like, speaking of Macaulay Culkin. Could you imagine being Macaulay Culkin and having, like, the world by the balls as a child actor? And, like, you have second, like, coming in, I mean, objectively, second fiddle, Elijah Wood. And Absolutely. then, like, fast forward a few years, and it's like... He's in The Hobbit. Oh, he's, he's like, headlining this Lord of the Rings phenomenon that's yeah. going on, yeah. and I'm giving blowjobs at a fucking Home Depot. <laughs> 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 this isn't fair. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, thank you, Macaulay Culkin. Uh. <laughs> that's, the guy's like, finish like you do in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna cost extra for Macaulay Culkin. I'm oh sure. Oh my god, it's all hearsay. So, like you said, this came out in 1993. <laughs> budget you. was seven million dollars. Uh huh. It made 33.8 million. Pretty good. Not a bad ROI. Uh, other movies from 1993. Ooh, The Fugitive. 
Oof. Groundhog Day. Yes. Schindler's List. Ooh. Mrs. Doubtfire in the line of duty. The piano. What's eating Gilbert Grape? Sorry, you read that as Mrs. Doubtfire in the line of duty. <laughs> and now I'm picturing a crossover. <laughs> oh, they're could... trying to kill the president. <laughs> <She's going> to... <laughs> Dude, I want to see that match up so badly. She's throwing coconuts. <laughs> you know she wants you if she turns it's around. Drive-by fruiting. It's a drive-by fruiting on the president. <laughs> Black Hawk down. Uh, all right, so we had Demolition Man, Hocus Pocus, True Romance, one of my favorites. Tombstone, one of my favorites. Uh, Carlito's Way, Bronx Tale, Cool Runnings, uh, Leprechaun Philadelphia, <laughs> Indecent Proposal, Menace to Society, The Three Musketeers, The oh. Pelican Brief, Last Action Hero, The Nightmare Before Christmas, oh, God, and yeah. Jurassic Park. What? In 1993? Wow, fantastic year for film. Yep. Uh, and this movie was a nice addition to that. It was. Uh, really become a classic. What was the number one song of 1993? 93. All right, so it's not Britney Spears. We know that. No. <laughs> I like, was I like that that's your litmus test. Like, <laughs> was Britney Spears a thing? There's before Britney and there's post Britney. <laughs> BB and, and PB. Everything else, that's right. <laughs> and if it's Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake, it would be PB and J. PB and J, my favorite sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get any better than that. You might as well. Good night, everybody. Might as well tune out now. Happy Fourth of July, everybody. Um, let's see, 1993. What was going on? We're still fairly kind of an eight. Oh, you know what? I bet um, I'm going to go with uh, Bon Jovi. Something Bon Jovi, right? Oh. Dead or Alive. Wow. I'm no. Nope. It would be uh, it'd be Whitney Houston's "I Will Always Love You." I will love you, <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, getting back into radio, like we talked about last week. Oh no, John Bon Jovi, yeah, biggest douchebag. Like is the, he really? One of my Aww. least favorite people to have met Aww, in that's radio. Too bad. What uh, made him douchey? The, <laughs> besides like, his hair, he didn't engage. Like we did this whole thing, breakfast with Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. where like winners uh, get to like have breakfast, and like he came up, did his interview. We brought him down to have breakfast with like people, and he like walks downstairs, kind of waves at people, mm-hmm. and starts to make his way to the elevator. We had to stop him in our and be like, no, you don't get to just leave now. Meanwhile, Richie Sambora, the guitarist, is like the salt of the fucking earth. Oh, really? And like talking to everybody and yeah. like just chilling. Sure. But like but we, to Heather John Bon Jovi was forced to stay a few minutes and mm-hmm. take pictures with everybody. Hey, you know, you never know what's going on in somebody's life. He could have had his own shit going on. It was 5 a.m. He had his sunglasses on. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> Dude, just fucking... He's a cowboy. On a steel horse, apparently. Yeah. That he rides. <laughs> it's fucking dildo. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? That's all that right. was classless. I John, should not have said that. Mo- cut that part out. Cut that John Monjovi. Hmm. John Manja. Uh, all right, so let's talk about this. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about this uh, the Sandlot movie that you made me watch. Joe, did you see this film when it came out in Not in the theaters, but I did see it. I saw... Man, I've seen this movie a million times. Yes, it, it is one of those films that's uh, constantly rerun on like ABC Family or whatever the fuck yeah. they're calling that channel. Freeform. Freeform. And uh, yeah, I, now I, I'm free. I remember seeing this at like uh, some friend's you know party. Uh, who was just like you know, hey, <laughs> fan of the Sandlot, let's put it on in the background. Just imagine we'll... like a party like from Boogie Nights, <laughs> like people doing coke. <laughs> We're doing coke. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what had the Sandlot on. The Asian guy in a robe just lighting firecrackers <laughs> in the background. <laughs> It's Fourth of July. It's just like you and John C. Riley <laughs> trying to do a fucking drug deal. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has the Sandlot on. Uh, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What? I'm trying to think of that song that was playing in the background. It's uh, oh, I don't even. I don't Black even Benny. remember. Wow, I don't what remember. Is that? Fuck, I can't think of it. Anyway, um, but yeah. So f- first time I'd seen it was at this party, and I was like, oh, this looks like a fun. And it's one of those films where you can kind of jump in in the middle of it because. 
there's a there's a loose story going on here, right? Yeah. I mean, the first act is it's all about this kid Smalls, right? Scotty Sm- Scotty Smalls. Scotty Smalls. Uh, we figure out he's uh, he's got a new he lost his dad, his biological dad, and so now he's still trying so to. So his get dad along. died. Dad died. Okay, I didn't. I, I guess I missed that. I was he like, says what it flat out in the uh, in the the VO. I forgot upfront. about that. Uh, but his new dad, played by Dennis Leary. Uh, they're still kind of trying to feel each other out, and uh, guys are big. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that with stepdads because uh, yeah, that can happen. <laughs> Dennis Leary plays his uh, new stepdad, who uh, is, a, is a big baseball fan. Yeah. He's got a signed Babe Ruth ball; it's one of his prized possessions sitting there uh-huh. on the mantle. And poor little Scotty Smalls just wants to learn how to play catch. Just wants to have a catch. With just his wants new to dad. have the, the the life of an American kid. Exactly. So they moved into a new city. They're in uh, well, they're somewhere in, in California, right? Uh huh. And um, welcome to California. He's trying to make friends. Doesn't really know anybody, but uh, he knows that the the neighborhood kids like to play a little b-ball, America's pastime, basketball in the uh, the other America's pastime <laughs> in uh, b-ball in the Sandlot. I think b-ball is basketball down the street well, on the street. Not in 1962, Joe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, it was b-ball. <laughs> no, what's what's the shorthand I think for it was baseball? Just baseball. I think it's just ball. The pigskin. Like we can go right? play some ball. <laughs> the pig, the pigskin. <laughs> Clearly, I'm a sports fan. What is happening? <laughs> uh, yeah, one of, those, one of those games. They play in the Sandlot. Which uh, what what is a Sandlot? I think it's uh, it. It seemed like it was a uh, an abandoned lot. It did seem that way, like where there should have been a house or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a lot that didn't really belong to anybody. With an, sand ab- an abandoned lot, mm-hmm. and so they they turned it into a, a makeshift baseball diamond. That's right. Yeah. And so that's where he met. Uh, we had something like that close to where my, I'm sorry, I didn't no, okay. cut you off. I'll cut that. We part. had something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we had something like that close to like where my grandmother used to live when we lived in Rochester. This mm-hmm. was before my grandmother and grandfather moved to another apartment that was kind of more of a uh, befitting like a retirement kind of community. But right. like there was a point where they they had a house and it was like in New York they were kind of in a brownstone uh, and it was like a, a couple levels or whatever. But they had their home, and then living upstairs was my grandfather's mother. So my great-grandmother lived upstairs. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, I think it was, like, right behind their building or to the side. There was an abandoned lot. <laughs> it was, like, where uh, Charlie from the Chocolate Factory yes. was raised. Yes. They all share we're one all bed. All four of the grandparents. <laughs> That's so weird. It is really like, weird going back no, to your, watch that film. You're her parents. They used to show us Willy parents. Wonka in elementary in school. elementary school. What a fucking... I was telling like, that to Jenna the other day. Like, that His grandparents scene, having an orgy in the <laughs> fucking bed. The scene where they're going through the uh, the tunnel, and Gene Wilder's doing it. Yeah. And the rowers. It's terrifying. On, it's, as an adult, I'm still frightened by that yeah not not a children's film it, no it is don't believe the hype you know what i feel like stuff like that does help a child adjust a little bit more you know i i think that there's something about not that you have to deliberately terrify children but i think that giving kids an element of darkness yeah helps prepare them a little bit more. i agree yeah uh i mean that's not what we get here in the sandlot no uh, it is totally uh vanilla it was it's pretty vanilla i think one of the things that this movie does well is it captures and go with me here because you're going to stop me at one point and be like, wait, what? Uh, but it's kind of captures that wonder of like a Stephen King kid story. Like absolutely the building blocks of like it or stand by me where well, it kind of captures those that 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 moment, like the, the childhood, summer childhood. Yeah, yeah. He d- directly rips off the stand by me at the very end. Yeah. Uh, with everybody oh my God. fading away. Uh, a little uh, un- <laughs> shamelessly <laughs> just stealing. Tommy got caught up in the 60s. <laughs> Fade away. <laughs> and uh, Jimmy started his Squints own. Squints married Wendy Peppercorn. That's right. They got nine kids. Fade away. 
<laughs> I was like, why Why does everybody have to fail? And then, like, nothing happened in this movie. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry. Tell but, your story. But nothing, I don't even remember what my fucking story was oh, going to be. Oh, you're, you're, go, you're going to Willy Wonka's factory. Oh, yeah. Just that there's some, some darkness. I think a little bit of darkness. Like what we talked about in The Secret of Nim. Even though I felt like that story wasn't as cohesive as it probably should have been, there's a darkness to it. And mm-hmm. I think that these are the movies we grew up on. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're fairly well adjusted. I think we kind of have some repression issues. <laughs> and I don't think that's the fault of the movies that we watched. Mm-mm. But uh, but I think, that, I think that there's a uh, there's definitely there's something about like how we kind of are prepared for if shit goes wrong. Like, there's a generation after us that if shit goes wrong, they completely fucking lock and melt down. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I don't mean to sound like, oh, I'm fucking, fucking millennials. millennials. <laughs> I don't mean to sound like that. But I am, you know, if I'm going to compare just individual case. Compare the way that I react to a crisis to the way that, like, say, my little sister, who I hope isn't listening, the way my, <laughs> li- the way my little sister would react to a crisis. Like, I react by, okay... I might I might have a little bit of a freak out, but now let's stop. Let's assess what's going on. Let's fix it, and then let's try to move on. Mm-hmm. Whereas my sister's kind of waiting for someone else to kind of fix it, or she she needs to like argue her side, even though she's wrong. And how, it's like how much of that okay. is men versus women, though? I don't versus know. Versus generation, I don't, I don't think so. I I, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of more of a. It, I think it it reads more as a generational thing than it is a man and woman thing. Because I've... Man, I have met women who can... Oh, yeah. They can fucking handle situations. Our wives. Way, yeah, exactly. Way better than I can. Like, I, I just... Like, the, they have that the chess player's mind where they're like, okay, now shut the fuck up <laughs> and let's think this through to the end. Women getting instead shit Instead of right done. now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. And that's something that I've noticed about this movie is a, a definite... Uh, a, a regrettable shortage of female characters. Yeah, this is definitely a film for little boys. The Karen Allen character is named Mom. She, she doesn't even she have, doesn't a name. have a name. I know, that's horrible. And yeah, they're either your mothers or we're sexualizing them. Uh, yeah, so it's it's a fun movie. It starts with that kind of childish wonder. And I think they they uh, expand on that. When they're playing in the sandlot and you get like Brutus or Hercules. That's the name yes, of the dog. the dog. Hercules. And uh, they just call him Beast, though, for like Beast. the first the first three quarters of this movie. He's Beast. known as Beast. And uh, and like the way they, they build that legend. And I'll tell you, man, there's just something relatable about what they're doing in this movie. Like, oh, yeah, I grew up like that where oh. we had a dog that was a cr- like in the on the in the fence behind my house. Yep. It's like, don't cry. Don't go back. There Ours was a Doberman I, Pinscher on our go. neighborhood. And you didn't want to be caught outside when the Doberman Pinscher was off the leash. Yeah. He'll chase you. Got to climb a tree. No, just me. Yeah, I think so. Peter Pants. <laughs> True story. Did you say Peter Pan? Peter Peter Pants. That's right. <laughs> I was trying to help. Peter. I barely knew her. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so uh, so the Sandlot. The Sandlot. Uh, but yeah, so little Scotty Smalls. Scotty Smalls? Scotty Smalls. Scotty Smalls is introduced to uh, the cast of characters. You've got uh, Hamilton Ham Porter. Uh-huh. You've got Michael Squints Paladoris. You know the there was there? an actual Michael Paladoris that... Press charge like sued. Oh no! Yeah, was he friends with the director? Yeah, and it was direct. He said, "Why like, would you defamation? Sue? Because it, it made like he thought that it painted him up in an un, uh, unfavorable light." Squints? Yeah, Squints is a fucking hero. I was about to say, I was like, Squints is a fucking. He's great. He's, he's one of the great best character. characters in here. Yeah. He's he's the watch. But out. he 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 does assault a, a, a woman. He you know. He... Uh, I mean, 
Te- technically, yes. It's, it's kind of assault. All right, but but they end up getting married. They, so that makes it okay. <laughs> just so, what? No, are you make saying it right. you can't rape your wife? Doesn't make it right. Are we gonna Are we gonna go down that? Doesn't make it right. Nope, not at all. Can't defend that. Uh, but he's adorable. Um, got to Alan. Yeah, yeah, McLennan. Uh-huh. I love that kid. He's probably the most forgettable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? You think so? I felt like he was the most forgettable. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll always remember that scene where he's doing the Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible. That's it. That's being lowered scene. into the back. It's almost two hours but long. But he says, yeah, yeah. And that's the only thing you remember. I'll tell you who is forgettable are the, the two twins there. The one, the repeat. Repeat and yeah. repeat and repeat. Timmy Timerson and Tommy go. Timerson. And you got uh, Kenny DeNunez, who uh, I guess he doesn't get a, a, a cool nickname. No. Because he's t- the token. <laughs> Uh, Not my word This is 1962 right? He's clearly in in this guy's uh, film He's the token Uh, Who else we have Yeah Tommy repeat Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez Tommy and Timmy And BJ Rodriguez That's right Whoa Whoa BJ (laughs) Is Benjamin Franklin BF BF Rodriguez What the hell you got on your mind Your BF's about to get F'd in the B (laughs) And then uh, And then mom <laughs> if we're going down the cast Poor list. Karen Allen. Even Dennis Leary got a name. I know. Bill. Well, because he wasn't quite dead yet. But he did call him dead. Did you find that weird? Yeah, because usually the opposite happens, right? You have yeah. to work into being recognizing that new male figure as your father. Right. You don't you don't default to dad and then like, oh, I mean Bill. Yeah, I I had two stepfathers growing up mm-hmm. and at no point was I ever pressured to call either well granted one of them got married to my mother when I was in my like mid-twenties so obviously yeah, I'm not, not like, hey dad. dad yeah but like want to have a catch <laughs> but obviously like my first stepfather like I was never pressured to call him dad like there was never a thing where it's like call him dad and maybe it's because my father was still around <laughs> he's still in the picture that's right you can't replace him right but and that's why I think like I almost find it more disrespectful you know, like that his father's passed away and it's like, we're just going to erase your dad. Time to find now a new he's one. he's your dad. Like yeah. landfill. <laughs> in, yes. in beer, in what's it called? Beer, beer league? Uh, beer? Uh, beer, beer quest. No. No. Beer fest. Beer fest. Beer fest. That was close. Where it's like, just call me landfill. Like they, they kill a character and then bring in his twin brother and call him the same name. Yeah. Just so that way we've had that, that loss and those stakes and then erase it. <laughs> uh, all right. That was beer fest, guys. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, uh, Dennis Leary gets a name. Mom doesn't. Wendy Peppercorn. It's the most, that's the most character development we get for a woman in this movie is sure. Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah. Uh, She's a lifeguard. Yeah. That's, and that's it. So Describe the character without telling me what she looks like. Uh, she's a lifeguard. Yeah. Impossible. Exactly. That's pretty much it. She's, yes, I am not going to uh, stand up for the lack of female character. Certainly doesn't pass the Bechtel test, this no. film. Uh, but it's not about that. This is speaking directly to those nine-year-old boys who uh, were trying to find themselves, maybe uh, you know, lost a parent, trying to find their way, trying to make new friends in a new uh, city, and uh-huh. uh, also um, learning how to play play baseball. Sure, uh, and and gaining their courage. Uh, there's not a lot going on in this film, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Right. I, I think there is room in the annals of film for a movie like this. <laughs> you fucking 12? For a movie like this that is just about a time and a place and memories. And yeah. nostal- this is pure 100% it's nostalgia. It's Americana. It's, it, it, it encapsulates, I think, something that... I think there's something in this movie that everyone can identify with. You know, sure. like... Like the uh, if you have like, a penis, like the, the no, no, I mean not just that, I hear but, you. but especially if you have a penis, yeah. um, in your uh, no, uh, 
but like the uh, the block parties, like the, yes. the, the picnics where like the How whole cool neighborhood gets together. Yeah, they got the little uh, cul-de-sac yeah. shut down, and there's a uh, tables we set did out with that, food. Man, we did that when we lived oh, in Rochester. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, most of it was our family. Like oh, the people yeah. from my mother's side, people Italians. from my father's side, they yeah, all man. come together, and there's like this huge fucking party in the street, like right in front of your house. Mm-hmm. And, and like when Ham gets out of the house, and he's just going by different tables and like making a hot dog or taking <laughs> yes. a bite out of this. And yeah. I'm like, I've, I was that kid. Yeah. I've done that. So I can identify with this. This is like, this is really cool. It's that, it's that thing that like now I'm terrified of the thought of letting Harper grow up like this. Can you imagine? To just like ride a bike and just go get lost for a while. But that's what I did with my friends. Like we just got on our bikes and fucking rode in, until God knows when. Mike just like rolled. Is, is it Mike? Is that the character's name? The one who can actually play baseball? Yeah, yeah. Mike Vitar. Yeah. Uh, just kind of knocks on his door at 8 a.m. And is like, hey, we're going uh, to go play ball. And he just grabs his, his uh, glove and he's like, hey, mom, I'm, I'm going to go play ball with you guys. play ball. No, there would be, nowadays, nowadays. there would be like questions. But, th- but that's how it was for me Do you have your phone on you? Yeah. I want to hear a text from you every five minutes. Like uh, the, the autonomy that we were given and the freedom. Be home when the street lights come on. Yes, exactly what it was. My mom used to uh, stand out on her driveway and just yell my name. Yeah. Knowing I, knowing I was somewhere and in the neighborhood. And you heard it. And I heard, oh, hey, got, got to go, guys. Sorry. You, you would be blocks away. Oh, yeah. And you would hear that Playing shit. street football or getting in some trouble. Playing a frog baseball. Man. Like Beavis and Butthead. Oh. <laughs> yeah, don't tell me you did Putting that. Fi- no, I didn't do that. That was Beavis and Butthead. But I, uh, we did put uh, firecrackers in ant piles. Good for you. A little M80 in the ant pile. Dude. Uh, a little tip. When you do that, stand behind a tree or something before they go off so that your body isn't pelted with a million with fire ants that are now ants. airborne. Well, some of them are still alive. <laughs> you've, you've now weaponized now You've weaponized the fire ants. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. We, uh, we did something kind of like that. Mm-hmm. My own little sandlot adventure with my next door neighbor. His name was Brian. Um, I, we had my family bought like one of those temporary pools for the backyard. Oh, the the above ground, the pool. above ground temporary. Yeah. Pool. Like it wasn't a big one. It was like probably maybe you could fit like seven people. In. Sure, yeah. Uh, and so we put it up one summer, and we would like go out there and swim. But there were these bee hives, and it wasn't hives. Like there were bee nests oh, no. that were put. They were like right up against the house. Yep. And there were a couple of times like. I remember distinctly my father going outside and dousing them with like gasoline and like setting them on fire <laughs> right excessive. next to the fucking house. Yeah, you know. That's... But like lighting them on fire to try to burn the bees out and it didn't work. Not the bees. And so one day, I don't know what the fuck, what got into me, but I was like, you know what? My dad's been working at this for a while and we need to help him. There's some, oh, cause, no. Because like the bees didn't go away. They just stayed. Yeah. So one day, like me and this guy, Brian, this kid, Brian, that lived next door, I was like, all right. Here's the plan. Here's a broomstick. <laughs> I'm going to take this hose and I'm going to fucking just start pouring water down this bee this bee nest. The moment you start seeing bees, whack away. just fucking whack away. Swing away. We did that and killed all the bees in the nest. Wow. That's quite I an can't accomplishment. Believe, like, I look back on it now and go, I can't believe we didn't get fucking, like, yes. like Macaulay Culkin in My Girl. <laughs> like, where I'm just, like, getting pelted by bees and just, like, run mm. into the pool. Like, yeah. just destroy the pool, just running into it. <laughs> the side of it. But, uh, but yeah, like, that was that was part of my, like, my ma- growing up. One of my coming-of-age little adventure stories. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Slayed the dragon. Uh-huh. Uh, Nowadays, we have a shortage of bees, so thank you for contributing <laughs> to their extinction. Hey, guys, what's jump? going on with the honeybees? Where are the bees? Where are the bees, guys? <laughs> Joe murdered them all. <laughs> Sorry. Wicker M- Man style. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, it's baseball. Baseball. So uh, I wasn't really, a, again, more of a football fan, but um, something just very endearing about um, you know watching these boys and kind of relate to each other and refreshing and remembering that age where um, everybody can kind of get along. Like, you know, there was some good-natured ribbing going yeah. on, but when a new kid came in, you, you, sure, you made fun of him. Yeah, maybe you made fun of his hat. Maybe, uh, <laughs> you took off his pants. Took his pants him a little bit. A little. <laughs> made him put his, his penis in a in a dog's mouth. And... Hey, we've all done it, you know? <laughs> Get the jar of peanut butter. No, not, no just me. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, it's it, but then watching them kind of come together, just and, people, and ex- people like joining the channel as we were having that conversation. This is not good for Facebook. What fucking movie are they talking about? <laughs> you know, the one with the dog and the peanut butter. <laughs> Turner and Cooch. That's what I like to call it. Oh, come on. <laughs> People on Facebook are laughing at that right now. <laughs> yeah, I know they are. Um, but but it's so sweet to see them kind of accept him and. Um, well, the fact that Benny kind of sticks up for him. Yeah, and, and that's sweet. He's like takes him under his wing, I, I, and that's where I like like the moments of this movie that I really love, that I enjoy. Like there are these moments of magic, and it's it's those things that you see mostly in movies like this, where it's the coming of age, like kids over the summer, like li- a little slice of life over the summer, mm-hmm. and it and it happens in these inspired moments and there's that point where Benny goes over to small to smalls and he's like hey uh you know then you gotta just catch the ball he's like I don't know how to catch he's like just put just your, hand, put in your hand in the air I'll take care of the rest mm-hmm. and it's like it's that little thing like it's a little thing like that but then to like for it to happen and I love when it cuts back to Benny and he's like whoa like he it, it, works. it worked yeah. uh but like how that was the whole like that's all he needed to do then he was accepted by everybody yeah. uh and and that was nice and it goes a it goes so far to like illustrate a lot of the things that we needed, a lot of the things that we wanted to learn, like how he really wanted Bill to teach him how to play catch are the things that we ended up learning from the friendships that we developed with people. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. It's what we got just by earning those relationships. Uh, and that's that's something that I, I really did love about this movie. Yeah. Uh, some of the things I didn't quite love about the movie. <laughs> okay. It's just the disjointed. You touched on it already. Just kind of how disjointed the story is. There's, it's very flimsy. Yeah. Uh, that pool scene has nothing to do with the rest of the film. Other it's than just, like, just setting up the way. It was too hot to play baseball, so they decided to go to the pool. And I guess that's where you you got to wonder, like, where do you draw the line? Because now in my old age, as 41, uh, I spend a lot of time when I watch movies, I'm trying to find, like, the strong through line to a movie. Right. The plot. Like, what is the point? And, and I think maybe that's come from trying to write too much, too. Like, all right, these things need to connect. You know, if if it's not connected, it's it's a waste of time. But then you sit there and go, but this is a movie about, like, it's just kind of illustrating yeah. a, a summer for a kid. Nobody says that about A Christmas Story, and that film is shown for 24 hours every year on yeah. Christmas. Like, what's the plot of The Christmas Story? Uh-huh. It's just, here's this... It's just, just a slice of, of holiday year. life. Exactly. For Here this are the kid. things we did, the traditions we held on to. Some of the sometimes the dogs will come in and uh, take your, your Christmas turkey yeah. away. But how awesome! Like, I, they they build a, a couple of things in that moment where like 
everybody kind of comes together to try to get the Babe Ruth ball back. And I know I'm I'm glossing well, over so that's much. That's the the highlight of the film. Like yeah. that's the meat of the film. Where the movie ever there the was. movie turns into a Roadrunner Coyote cartoon. Absolutely, because these guys keep trying to come up with different ways to get the ball back. Uh-huh. Because they've they've lived so long and just accepting if it goes over the fence, it's gone. It's gone. Never seen it again. And so they're kind of doing a poltergeist where it's like, nope. Now we've got to retrieve it. We got to get <laughs> Carol Ann. If Carol Ann was the ball. Uh, and so they're going, like, they're coming, they're trying to put their heads together, like, how are we going to get this thing back? I love all the little uh, tricks that they come up with, the yeah. vacuum cleaners, and try to suction it up. The, in this in this attempt to, to get a ball back, they destroy three vacuum cleaners, which <laughs> at the time could not have been cheap. No, no, no. no. Uh, so, but but to see them come together and do that, and I liked, I, I think one of the details I really appreciated was the evolution of how the ball was getting torn yeah, to bits like, and it's something that gave you a little bit of anxiety too. It's like, no, there's no way. The like, longer they wait, even if they get that ball back, it's, like, there's no way. Yeah. It's it's Bill's lost. Know. Uh, and so, that's that's really fun seeing them put their heads together to do that. When Benny finally has his dream about Babe Ruth, yeah, and how it's like you know, heroes are remembered, but legends never die. Uh, and he does his uh, he gets that whole chase sequence with with Hercules. Yeah, that. You didn't like that the well, the Ferris Bueller run through the the town. It um the blocking on that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like uh so yeah the dog jumps the fence. Uh Benny has finally got the courage to just jump over there and face his fears, and he has like a little Mexican standoff with the dog. Right, runs for it, slides, got the ball, jump over the fence. Uh oh, fucking Hercules can jump over the fence too. Follows yeah. him, and a chase ensues. And it's fun to see the again like a cartoon, like the guys with the cake. You know, the chefs. Oh, they avoided Benny. <laughs> yes. Oh, and then they avoided the dog. They just needed a guy, a couple of guys with like a window. Yes. They're walking in the middle of the street. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so that's silly. But and then they go through the pool. But there's a there's a, a shot where like all the kids are, are chasing the dog who is chasing Benny. Yeah. And uh and the dog and I know there's some things you can't do. You can't make it too dangerous. That was a real dog uh-huh. chasing him. Yeah. But the dog is taking a, a pretty leisurely <laughs> yes, pace. Was. Benny's trying not to pull too far away from him. Uh-huh. And they kind of just like pass each other on the sidewalk like well, always oh, like go of... to the sand lot. Yeah, exactly. And they're all just like any number like why didn't the dog kind of veer off and start and go after one of the kids? One of the kids, like they're all like if this is a rabid dog who's just like a mon- a beast, it would like just attack everybody. Up, it would just be a free. But it for wasn't. All. It wasn't, and we learned that later yeah. that it wasn't. Aww. It thought that Benny was playing with him. That's right, and it's very sweet when the fence falls on him, and and that's where Scotty finally gets his uh, his balls. His <laughs> he does <laughs> find his balls. his literal and his figurative balls. Yeah, um, and uh, it's a sweet moment. Saves the dog. Like it's like that last thirty minutes of the movie. Yeah. Are my favorite because it's where like we really see these characters shine. Like yeah. up until this point, I felt like they were kind of just caricatures. It's kind of the Goonies for for a little while, yeah. where like, like there, there's got to be a supercut on YouTube of just like every child just screaming. It probably goes on for five minutes, yeah. and a lot of the comedy comes from that, and it's so charming and endearing. But yeah. Not a lot really happens until we get to that moment uh-huh. where they're finally trying to retrieve the ball. When the when the guts get hit out of the ball, yeah, it's like yeah. at that point is yep. when it really kind of takes off. And yeah, when, when like they, they they pick up the fence and the dog is just staring at him, and Scotty's terrified, and then the dog just licks his face, and I'm like, this is great job. This is beautiful. Like this is really nice. Uh, and then they go to the uh, <laughs> they go to the front door and they uh, they find Mister Myrtle and they're like they bring him his That's dog right. back. And uh, and he's like, it's been a while since someone's given Hercules a run for his money. And there's something about James Earl Jones, oh, man. Oh, he just makes every movie 10% better. Makes it 
much, especially this one. Like, his little moment. However, I feel like we were talking about, like, this is just something going out and playing in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. like, just going, getting lost is something you can't do nowadays. I don't think you can have a strange man be like, <laughs> just come back here come. every week and talk to me about baseball. Yeah, I know. Or, or just like, like, now suddenly I'm the bike salesman from different strokes. Well, just inv- <laughs> he just invites them into, the, into his house. And yeah. uh, a, a man that they were frightened of moments before. Yeah. And they were just like, all right, this is cool. I'm sure it's safe uh-huh. to go into the strange man's I w- house. I wish they would have played up a little bit more, like him maybe screaming over the fence or you yeah. know, screaming at the kids. we don't see him at all. We don't see him. And Except- then when we do see him, he's kind of, we love him immediately. And he's a completely different actor. Then is in the story. In the story. So uh, little squints, right? Is he the one telling the story? Yeah, squints, Polidors. about uh, about uh, Mr. Myrtle and Hercules and uh, the backstory Hercules, of the dog. Hercules. I do love that that segment. That's all tell, told in like uh, black and white. Yes, uh, and that's where we get the the cop when, when we realize that Hercules forever, forever, forever. Um, and uh, you, you realize Hercules is, is a beast. He can't be tamed. <sighs> He's got a history of eating uh, grown men, like yeah. bone and all, right? Uh, and Mr. Myrtle is uh, his caretaker now and uh, has, has been put away. Uh-huh. But that ain't, James Earl, that ain't James Earl Jones. No, though. not in the flashbacks. Why? And I get maybe that because it's a story and because you create in your head a different person, that you, uh, an image of what you think this, this folktale is. I don't think they knew what they were going to do at the end. I don't think they had him cast yet. Yeah, you don't think James Earl Jones? I don't think, no. I think there was this whole idea, like, yeah, they were going to do with uh, this thing It seems thing intentional. It, it does, but then why wouldn't you use James Earl Jones? Because I'm saying, when, you, when you're, you've when you just heard this tale and not seen the actual person, yeah. reality is always so different than, uh, than what your mind makes up. Okay. I don't know. That's the I, justification, I just, anyway. I feel like with a, a, like a handful of kids who are huge baseball fans, yeah. you would think someone would have mentioned to them, like, hey, hey, you know that guy that lives over there? Yeah. Used to play with Babe Ruth. Exactly. Like, he, he used to play Major League Ball. Well, that's the big reveal, though. It's, that's the, how... it's the big reveal. And it's a great reveal. It's just one of those things where I'm like, I feel like people in town would have known this. Yeah, yeah. And they'd have been like, hey. Big you, hero. You guys, uh, he's... He's a good baseball player. Like yeah. maybe you should spend some time talking to him. Yeah, except he's blind. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so don't, make sure, don't make, throw the ball at him. Make sure you close the doors. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> don't leave anything open. Uh, no, it was. It's a cool scene. I love. I love the way he plays that whole bit. Where yeah. every time they talk about Babe Ruth, he's like George. <laughs> you mean George? Uh, and then he trades them. He's like, I'll take here. Yeah. You take this ball. And somehow Smalls gets the original ball back though. Because he has it at the end. Yeah, yeah. And apparently leaves it in the broadcast booth at the baseball stadium. That's right. In his, which uh, I'm like, you wouldn't leave. I don't think you'd leave personal stuff in that booth. It's an unsecure location. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of other people sharing that with you. But I, I did like that reveal because uh-huh. um, he's he's wearing that same hat. I hate that hat. That Benny tells him I was to, really uh, hoping he would have put that in the fireplace. Yeah, it's pretty ugly. It's a horrible hat. But the bill is it, it way too big. It makes sense yeah. that he's grown up and now he wears that hat again. And that actor playing the role, playing the grown-up Smalls. Who was, wasn't he the bad guy in The Lost World? In Oh, I know who you're thinking. No, he, he looks like that guy. That's the director. Oh, that's, he is? That's, fucking, that's Mickey, yeah. David Mickey, whatever? He's uncredited, and he's doing the, the voiceover, the narration. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I read that somewhere. I'm pretty sure that's true. That's, we'll that's find, interesting. We'll find out when they do the uh, remake. Oh, yeah, because you know, Joe, it's it's uh, fortuitous that we're doing this film now, because uh, when Disney Plus premieres their streaming service, uh-huh. 
there's going to be a Sandlot series coming out. Is there? They're in pre-pro on it right now. I've seen, what is it, Entertainment Weekly did a Where Are They Now? I think it was, <laughs> I can't remember. Kids. It was like, yeah, it was all the kids. Like, Where Are They Now? And it's like updated pictures of what yeah. everybody's doing. Well, the series is going to be about those same kids and now their children. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they're bringing back some of the original cast. I'm yeah. sure they're all available. Man. See, the thing is, I feel like baseball isn't as popular now. Well, like, I love baseball. Baseball is, and I know you're not a huge baseball fan. Uh, We've gone to baseball games. I like, and I know, like, the experience. You, you've been very vocal about how bored you get at baseball well, games. I, I do not watch baseball on TV. Golf and tennis, like, you can't get me to watch those on television. But I will go there live and watch a game and be entertained. Yeah. And eat a hot dog or two or three. And some Cracker Jacks? Maybe some Cracker Jacks. Do you care if you ever get back? I never care. Sorry, we're talking about the series. Uh-huh. And it, uh, it, it it may not be about baseball. It may be a, a different sport. Hockey. Maybe it'll be... The ice uh, lot. <laughs> the ice lot. <laughs> yeah, the, I guess... The lot lot. I guess if you're calling it... It's just about the grocery store. It's just the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> they're just... Discount they're chain. bagging groceries, and they're taking them out to the like the parking lot. <sighs> the parking lot. Oh, the parking lot. There we go. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that... I, I don't know. I don't feel like it needs to be a, like a sequel. Yeah, he's really kind of running this train... Into the ground. Uh, I feel like there is a place for for these stories. Mm-hmm. I think these coming of age, like slice of summer stories, they're great, man. Like there's, it's hard even with the conversation I was having with Sarah, where I was kind of like sharing what I thought that maybe weren't the best aspects of the movie. Even that being said, like it's still enjoyable to watch. Absolutely, and there's like you get a little something out of it, and I feel like that's kind of common, even with like with it. The the story of the kids, like just their, not even the parts that involve Pennywise, mm-hmm. but like just the the parts where they're together, they're being kids, they're growing up, they're dealing with bullies, stuff like that. There's something really fun and refreshing about that, like revisiting that time of innocence is like, man, that's, that's, and maybe that's just me being old and like looking back going, no, this is, man, that nostalgia. This is definitely huh. like a, a baby boomers film. Like, you know, it's, th- that was their childhood, and this is a, a love letter to it. Yeah. Uh, I think every generation has to have that. And uh, what will ours be? I, I don't know. S- I think sitting the arcade. Alone playing I mean, video games. I think right. Scott yeah. Pilgrim is our fucking Sandlot. That is true. Yeah. Um, Stranger Things. It's, it's Stranger, Stranger Things, things have happened. Is our Sandlot. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think Stranger Things is our Stranger Things. <laughs> the, uh, but, yeah, that time, though, was like we had baseball movies out the ass around then. Like, yeah. Uh, Field of Dreams we came out. Field of Dreams. Also uh, with Bull James Durham. Earl Jones. That's right. And yeah. Baseball, Ray. Baseball. <laughs> the one constant through all the years. That's right. Is the force. Which is... F- <laughs> <laughs> and apparently uh, James Earl Jones is not even a fan of baseball. Really? It's so weird that they would he's cast done him. Like, he's done two or three baseball movies. Yeah. Man. He's a- acting. Brilliant. <laughs> all right. So what else about this movie? What else do we have here? Which, uh, you know, I feel like the kids in the Sandlot, mm-hmm. you can almost pull a, like, a Sex in the City. Like how people are like, I'm a Samantha. <laughs> yes. Uh, wh- what are Who you? Who are you? Uh, I was definitely, uh, what was that one kid's name? He was tall. He had glasses and a big nose. Uh-huh. You know, that kid. <laughs> like you do. Uh, um, I think that was Grover Weeks. Bertram yeah, Grover Weeks. Yeah, he was Weeks. Bertram. That's right. I was kind of the Bertram because I wasn't the main player. I was the guy in the background. Um, I, I, I knew my role um, and I was definitely a, uh, definitely not an alpha male. Yeah. Definitely a beta. Uh-huh. But... Uh, I think I was a, a Smalls. I think I was a Scotty. You Smalls were the Smalls. Huh? I spent I spent time not quite fitting in mm. and wanting to be like someone had to like invite me into their group. We can definitely all relate to that character being the outsider trying to be, and it's it's 
that's part of growing up, realizing that you're not. Like, everybody is, has lived that. Everybody has been yeah. the outsider at some point. Sure. Everybody has been the second man on the totem pole, um, and and that's that's part of growing up. Everybody's realizing. been everybody's been bullied. Yeah, it, it reminds me of that Thirty Rock episode where uh, where Liz Lemon goes to her high school reunion mm-hmm. to like confront her school bully. Oh, right. And it turns out that she's the one that bullied everybody else. Oh, yeah. And it's I mean that's there's uh, some truth to that. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of like. It was a few years ago, like someone brought to my attention something shitty I did when I was in high school. Hmm. And I spent a lot of time like, you know, looking back on my high school years and like thinking about like my regrets of like how I was bullied and, you know, how I was mischievous. And to have someone bring that to your attention of like, hey, remember that really shitty thing you said to me? We all think we're we're Scotty Smalls, but then we're also all ham. yeah, or Hamilton yeah, Porter. Yeah. Eh, it wasn't really a bully, though. He's kind of a shithead. He was though. super confident, though. Yeah, he I was. love that scene when where uh, he goes to the pool. No, yeah, yeah. It was a like, hey, ladies, hey, ladies. All the little, I like the little flex he gives before he jumps. In. He's yeah. so funny. And then does a cannonball right into it. No, I'm thinking of the scene where the uh, the opposing baseball team or the other kids come over. And uh, he's he's the catcher. That part really. He's just like t- fucking talking shit as they're all getting. Hey, is that your sister out there naked? <laughs> I really wish, not that they were like a thing throughout the entire movie, mm-hmm. but I wish that that was something, a seed they planted earlier in the film and then like pay off later. What's that? The, that this like, there's this actual team of kids. Oh, right. Who are like, they you come guys, and go. Like they show up, <laughs> talk shit, challenge them to a game, play a game. They win. Like it all never happens see within the again. course of like five minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. You never see them again. Yeah. And I'm like, well, from a narrative standpoint, that would probably make a lot of sense that like we could build this story a little bit that Benny maybe used to play with them mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then stopped playing uh, for some reason uh, and and now plays like just on the sandlot with these other kids and these kids come to taunt him every once in a while like hey remember when you were on a real team yeah, and I hang out with these losers yeah mm-hmm. and so then it it's the whole like we'd beat you any day blah 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 and I can it defeats the purpose I love the way this movie ends it ends the way it's supposed to the climax is what the climax should be. But if there's anything that should have been a B plot that maybe we kind of follow through a little bit, yeah. it could have been like these these small steps that lead us to that game between the two teams. Maybe you bring back that main character, that that main antagonist from the team when we're now in, in I say real time, but when they're adults yeah. and realize, oh, hey, he, he, he's we were adversaries at back in the way. Or something like that. <laughs> or, not even that he has to have a comeuppance, but uh, that, you know, we were adversaries when we were kids. Or you know, I always thought he was tough shit. But now he's just the guy we're all fr- working at the law firm. Because that's kind of something that happens. I realized when I went to my uh, my twenty year reunion. Oh, did you go? Is yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, there were like people that when I went to school, we didn't really get along too well. But it's funny what age and like it, parenthood, <laughs> yeah. like how you all kind of become brothers in arms when you're in the trenches of parenthood. <laughs> yeah, and oh, like right. when you come together, it's like I can say that like I know. Wow, suddenly. We have a whole lot in common. Yeah. We may still not get along. We may not see eye to eye politically. Like the people that I went to high school with, I have a, and it's, I know there are a lot of people like, fuck high school. I hate these motherfuckers. I hate these people. Oh, I loved high school. I have a deep, even for the people that I didn't get along with then, I have a love and appreciation for the people that I went to high school with. Sure. Even the people that I don't share the same like political views. It's funny, like the people that you think were bullies back then, and oh, that guy was so, always so mean to me, made fun of me, or whatever. They all had shit going on, and we're now we're like friends on Facebook, and yeah. they have kids. You're like, oh, hey, good, good for good for you, good for you, Dan Corrigan. Here's my thing, though. Like, I might not appreciate what you have to say about like you know maybe you you support what's going on in the administration, maybe you know you politically. 
you don't have as many problems with what's going on in the White House as I do. Mm. But despite that, like, we have common ground. We come from the same place. Yes. And because of that, I I have... Uh, I have an affection for you, yeah. and it's a I experience. will. I will have your back, and I. I am happy to celebrate your successes. I'm happy to see this on social media that we're able. We, you know, we, we are fortunate enough to be able to stay in touch, and I get to see these things, and I will cheer you on. And because I we, because we come from the same you. place, we come from the same place, and to fuck you, I'm trying to make a point. And uh, will and, you, you remember me? I feel like oh no, it's in the arms of the angel. I feel like <laughs> do I need to be do I need to be beast Hercules? Don't let slowly? Fuck you, man. Yeah, sorry, I'm done. I'm not <laughs> I just felt like it. you need a little bit. No, of soundtrack I didn't. There. I didn't need a soundtrack. What I needed was someone to be a friend. Thank you for being a friend. We've been down that road and back again. <laughs> You're an old motherfucker, no, but I... we're gonna make the show anyway. Down, down, down. I uh no I, I totally hear what you're saying I I feel you and I, I feel like yeah adulthood kind of does that to you and also uh, mm-hmm. having less testosterone pumping through our veins <laughs> that's also a medical problem calms us that's down. kind of a medical problem <laughs> that's true it's true should probably but see see my doctor V calms you down doctor Valerino gives you a little more oh yeah you're doing some plugs now on the podcast yes. <laughs> he, gave all me, your, he gives uh, me this testosterone gel that I put on my shoulders. Needs. See Dr. Valerino here See Dr. In the, Valerino. the DFW area. That's right. Uh, but yeah, g- getting older and realizing that uh, the differences you had as a child uh, don't really amount for shit. Yeah. We're all just the same assholes we were. So I would have probably enjoyed that if like the, the kid showed up at yeah. the end. And yeah. like maybe there was, the, there was something going on there. But it like, is nice to see that uh, Scotty Smalls and Benny uh-huh. are still... Uh, I like that. Even together. though whoever the guy was that was playing Benny and, and who was that? That was that actor's fucking brother. Oh, was it? Mike Vitar's older brother. Okay, so is he an actual MLB player? Is he an actual baseball player? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Because he's that definitely much, not an actor. But I just no, he's definitely even not his bo- even his physical acting is really bad. <laughs> the, the the aggressive thumbs up that he gives him at the end. Yes, a little on the nose. But uh, yeah, actual his actual brother. Wow. So if there's a similarity, a resemblance, that's why he became Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Benny and the Jets. How about that actor who plays uh, the great Bambino? The sul- I love him. The Sultan. He of passed Smash. away a couple years ago. Right? Is he already Art Lafleur? Yeah, I think Art Lafleur oh, passed away. I didn't realize that. Yeah, born, I, I loved him in this role. Let's see, he born in Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Gary, that? Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Let's see. Art One LeFleur. more time. I'm gonna look that up. Lafleur. Oh, you don't know Lafleur? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen to our Mallrats episode. I'm not seeing anything about him. He's, he's age 75, so Art LaFleur is still with us. Uh, have you seen him in a movie lately? Babe Ruth, sadly, is not. <laughs> sadly, because there's a chance Babe Ruth could have still been with us. <laughs> it would have been 115 today. My God. No, still around. Cool. All right, well, I'm glad we stopped down for that. <laughs> We're cutting all that out. Don't worry about it. You want to talk about what it did right, what it did wrong? Uh, well, would you recommend this movie? I would recommend this movie, yeah. I mean, you don't have to have been born in the 50s. and Oh, beautiful. Grown, oh, that scene. Oh, spacious sky. So much. At the 4th of July, that's... Oh, amber waves, oh, great. Guys, if you haven't seen this film, or even if you have, and you have kids, this is a great 4th of July. Get the kids oh, around. Oh, purple mountain. And sit around and watch yourself some Sandlot. 
and uh, enjoy the pleasantries, the simple trees. The simple trees? The simple trees. <laughs> what about the trees? The, the simpler times. Don't go through the trees. Uh, when when it was just about baseball and getting to know yourself and, yeah. and making friends. And going to the public pool. That's and right. Sexually assaulting a, <laughs> a lifeguard. So it's so that cute. scene, But that scene, like when he's like, he does that, he gets kicked it's out like of the pool. Every you year. You see him walk, you see him walk by and he's like at the fence and she's like, puts her glasses down. She gives him a little smile and gives, like and a softens wave. up and gives him a wave. And it I'm does like, send a, a bad message. It sends a weird mix message. That uh, yes, you can stick your tongue down any stranger's throat. Yeah, it'll be okay. Hey, maybe she'll be your wife someday. Also, that's kind of a, that age discrepancy. That's another they thing. They got too. married. Like that's Anakin Padme. <laughs> yes, she's in her late teens, maybe even early twenties. Yeah, as a lifeguard, and he's eight, ten years, eight or nine. junior. That's right. Maybe, maybe, maybe ten. Robin the cradle. Yeah. Rock the cradle of love. Rock the cradle of love. Don't rock easily. It's a cradle of love. That's right. Don't rock easily. Thanks, Billy Idol. Hey, hey, yeah. Talk about an American hero. God, I love Billy Idol. Just like apple pie. An American hero. (laughs) And baseball. Hey, what's going on? (laughs) I'm I'm Jason Statham from America. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Billy Idol sounds a lot like uh, As Jason, Jason Statham, Statham. Uh, I would recommend this movie as well This of is great like, if, if you don't want like the weird intensity and scariness of the Goonies mm-hmm. uh, And yeah. you also don't want the intensity and scariness of It And you don't or want the intensity and scariness of Stand By Me You want like a, a coming of age slice of summer story with some kids It's a little safe for It's safe for the younger kids too this is perfect. It must that. be hard, Joe, as a parent. Surely you know uh, to I'm, find something that who's Shirley? My name is Joe. <laughs> that you could all sit around and watch. That is also entertaining for the adults. Yeah, as it is for the kiddies. Yeah, because yeah. we run into that problem. So it's weird, like being a parent, like that landmine of trying to watch things on TV, mm. where you like Sarah and I think we're fine. We found something that's kind of mild enough for us to watch, and then we realize like. Oh fuck! Like we can't have that. We yeah. can't have our kids watching this and having to like change it and find something, and then ending up like putting it on fucking Netflix. And she's watching, you know, little baby bum, and <laughs> you know what? What is the safest thing we can make our kids? Peppa Pig. I'll tell you, dude. <laughs> I've I have become a little disappointed. Oh, that we have not watched as much Peppa Pig as we used to. No. Oh. And Harper's little British accent oh, has it's started away. to go away. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. The, like, there are a few things. That are, like, every once in a while, she'll be playing with her Peppa toys, and she'll still kind of do the accent. But, like, there was a point where she spoke, like, almost <laughs> exclusively in this British accent. That's adorable. Talking and, about going to university? Oh, God, it was so great. Aluminium? <laughs> Maybe not all that. Is it too early for the Harry Potter films for her? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Sarah was watching them with her when oh. she was a newborn. Like, she would be feeding her with the Harry Potter movies well, on. It's pretty intense. I'm still not quite ready for Star Wars, even though Harper is well aware of Star Wars. She was talking to me yesterday, or not yesterday, like a week or two back, and she had said something along the lines. She was like, she was talking, and I heard her say, but that's the dark side of the Force. Oh, like, how do you even know that? Like, and, and I got almost like legitimately upset because I thought maybe Sarah showed it <laughs> to her. Who's been showing you Star <laughs> Wars? Like, how does she know that? How does she know that term? <laughs> I learned my, my dumbass. She has an audiobook thing, like uh, you press buttons and it tells the story of Star Wars. Oh, and in one of them, cute. it talks about the dark side of the Force. Oh, too soon that's for what Harry she said. Potter. Yeah, uh, too soon. All right. Well, I figured as much. What with all the the scary snakes and stuff. Yeah. Um, but in a couple of years, 
Yeah, there you go. Books. Maybe she'll uh, develop her English accent back when she's watching <laughs> Hermione. Hermione, Harry Potter. You're a wizard, And the Harry. fight between Emma Watson and Emma Thompson. <laughs> a little throwback to last back. week's episode. Was that last week? Yeah. yeah. So uh, Seems like just yesterday. What did the Sandlot do right? It's the perfect film to watch <laughs> with your family five, around this time like of year this. when you're when you're uh, uh, thinking about summer and the Fourth of July and and just Americana and baseball. It, it's I love a film like this that just brings back a feeling, even if like we weren't born in that era. Our childhoods were completely different, and yet I can. There's something we can all relate to. Uh, again, if if you have a penis, then maybe that's what it did wrong. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that this film managed to take something from. Like from my my father's childhood, like something that would have been his childhood, mm-hmm. he, and and made it relatable for me, made it relatable for my daughter. My daughter will be able to watch this movie yeah. and I think relate to what's going on in it. It's it's a fun story. I think the only thing that's probably going to be tough to relate to mm. with future generations will be the baseball aspect because yeah, it's not really America's pastime un- anymore. Unlike is it? what unlike what the uh, the James Earl Jones character says in Field of Dreams, baseball baseball isn't really the constant anymore. Basketball. I love baseball. Mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. It's a sport. I could sit there and watch it all fucking day. I I love going to the park and watching a game. I love watching it on TV. I love me some baseball. But it's I come from a different generation. I come from that last generation of yeah. baseball lovers. Uh, and now it's it's different. It requires the, the too much patience. Is yeah. yeah. Also, it requires a lot of equipment, too. Everybody's got to have a glove. Little Scotty Smalls doesn't even have a glove to play. Yeah. You need a bat. Need a ball. They, they fucking, you lose a ball, it's over. Game's over. That's what happens. Yeah. Poor Hercules gets all the balls. Um, all right. So what did this movie do wrong? Uh, it it is very light on story. There is not a lot going on here, which again is fine. Except um, you don't have a lot to hang your head on at the end of it. Uh-huh. Uh, there there is some growth in the the main characters, um, but it is, it is quite meandering for the first half of the film. Yeah. And again, like I say, my fondest memories or my strongest memories come from the scenes where they're trying to retrieve that baseball. I forget sure. what happens before that. Uh, but once it gets there, it's firing on all cylinders. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think that along the same lines, I think this movie is a little bit confused of like uh, confusing to follow. Like uh, as far as like what? Okay, what's the story? Mm-hmm. Like where are we going? And and that's just be. I think that's more my own preference. Uh, is that I would have liked there to have been more of a clear through line of what's going yeah. on. Uh, I would have liked there to be a little bit more of a for lack of a better term, conflict presented for for Smalls and like how he now like kind of conquers that. And I guess we see that a little bit at the end where he and and the Dennis Leary character, like he mans up a bit and like, here you go. Now he can throw the ball. And I really did love that. I love the way he's like, he talks about how, you know, Bill was still plenty mad when he found out about his ball. Mm-hmm. In fact, he grounded me for the rest of the summer or something like that. A week. Yeah. Uh, was it a week? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and then you see the reaction, though, where he uncovers the ball that's yeah. signed by the entire team. He's just awestruck. And he's just, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I loved the touch that we saw in, in the broadcast booth. We see the fake Babe Ruth autograph. Yes. We see the ruined ball with the Babe Ruth autograph. And then, the and then we see the murderer's row, uh, row autograph ball. Yeah, I think he that's, got it. That's nice. Bill I think passed it down to him. It was. It's a nice little like thing. But but the fact that all three of them hold significance to him. Yeah. I think that the fake Babe Ruth ball <laughs> means just as much to him right. as the rest. Yeah, I love that. I, and I think that's a nice message to send. 
Uh, if we were going to remake The Sandlot now, how would we do that? Well, you know how I feel about movies featuring mostly kids. The cast of it. I will not. That is worse. I have recast Stranger Things. With the sure, cast of why it. Why not? So let's just skip past all the kids. I'm going to do the adults. Okay. And there are plenty to be uh, had here. We've got five adults, by my counts. Uh-huh. We've got the babe, the bambino, the great bambino, the mm. sultan of smash. Yeah. The, what's the other one they call him? Uh-huh. The, 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 the sultan of, something sultan of, of swat. Oh yeah, it's something the uh, something of Crash. Uh, yeah, the King of Crash. King of Crash. I don't know, man. There you go. Whatever. Too many nicknames. Pick one. Got him. Got the Wendy Peppercorn. Uh huh. Got the Bill. Okay. Bill. Bill. And mom. <laughs> and mom. And of course, Mr. Myrtle. Okay, go ahead. Oh yeah. Oh, you got a theme going on? Here no, I don't, because I didn't recast any of you them. You didn't do so any. I'm going to just do it on the fly. Oh, okay, here we go. Well, then let's start with the uh, the Babe, uh, Babe Ruth. Uh huh. Uh, I've got two here. Yeah. Jenna came up with Kevin James, which I thought was pretty strong. Kevin James isn't bad. Um, but then uh, at the last minute, how about John, John Favreau? I was going to say John Favreau. Isn't that great? Yeah, He's John Favreau would be tall, really good. But, uh, but it doesn't matter. I don't think heart. anybody is going to be stuck on how tall John Favreau is. And actually, Art LaFleur is pretty tall. Yeah. Kind of towering over I Benny there. I think John Favreau would be fucking great. As, Fantastic. As there yeah. you go. Great minds think alike. Let's do Wendy Peppercorn, shall we? Yeah. Um, I thought Call she, me Squint. <laughs> I thought she had a bit of an Anna Ferris feel about her, if you look at photos of her. Yeah. Uh, that actress. I think Mina Suvari. That's they kind of, they great kind of look, as well. They look very similar, too. And then I'll throw Margot Robbie in there, too. Jenna came up with that. I think yeah. That's, that's pretty spot on. Maybe Margot a little Robbie's old. good. Uh, Bill? Bill. I went with uh, the actor's name is... Nicolaj Coster Walt from uh, from Game of, Game Thrones. of Thrones, Jamie Lannister. Mm. Um, because if you look at, uh, I, I literally typed in like Dennis literally lookalikes, uh-huh. and there's a side by side photo. Willem Dafoe. They're just you, that's the other one. <laughs> that's the other lookalike. Yeah. So all right, nice recast. Uh, How about Mom? No, I, I haven't recast Bill yet. Oh, I thought that was your Bill. Oh no, <laughs> no, I'm not going <laughs> to cast Willem Dafoe. Why not? Paul Rudd. Oh, that's great! Who doesn't want Paul Rudd to be their dad? There you go. I want. I want to be him. Yeah, yeah. And I think he would probably add some. Whereas Dennis Leary is fine as Bill in this movie. Yeah. There's kind of a, an, an apathetic. Yeah, he's very standoffish. Yeah. Whereas I feel like it would be kind of nice to see the stepfather character like trying. As well, and, and they're just, just not unable fe- to connect yeah. or something. Yeah. I think that would be that would be nice. We're to see him be a disciplinarian, though. I don't know that Paul Rudd's got it in him. He's uh-huh. such a nice guy. Yeah, I think he's got it. What about mom? What about mom? Does she got it. <laughs> not Karen Allen. How about uh, Linda Cardellini then? Linda Cardellini is the mom. Be good. Already wow. playing moms in the uh, Avengers world. Wow. Then finally, we have Mr. Myrtle, kindly mm. blind old Mr. Myrtle. Yeah. Uh, played by Lawrence Fishburne in my version. Oh, that's pretty good. Denzel Washington for me. And Melissa McCarthy is mom. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Wow, Melissa McCarthy and Paul Rudd. Why not? Quite a pairing. Hey. Hey, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Just because she got a few extra pounds, she doesn't deserve any love? Who said anything about that, Joe? I don't even see that. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. All this directed by John Favreau as well. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. I'm going to take that. I'll steal that as well. (laughs) You can't do that? I can't? All right. That's fine. (laughs) You know what? It's 4th of July. It's our independence, so I will grant you your freedom to do (laughs) that. You're right. I'm going to have Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich. Ah, They're going to direct mine. Guys, if you have any thoughts about The Sandlot, uh, if we haven't covered anything, or if you have thoughts about how you would recast the movie, let us know. Go to Facebook.com slash Editing Bay, or in that search bar, 
put in the editing bay, find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, click on that, and that is where you could talk back to us and uh, and let us know uh, if you've uh, got any other any other things. Like if you're like, guys, stop talking about movies, talk about this TV show. Just stop talking, you know. <laughs> just stop. To, it, but but yeah, just let us know there. Uh, and we've also. Uh, you know, we, we keep up with the times. Oh? We've got a website. Right? Do we? <laughs> Do we ever? It is not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It's editingbay.com.com. Dot gom. That's right. That's <laughs> what happens when we do two in a row. Editingbay.com. Please go there. Uh, bookmark it. Anything you need to know about the editing bay, you're going to find right there on our little URL. Uh, we've got a link there to uh, all of our social networks, the aforementioned Facebook page, as well as our Twitter handle, which is at the editing bay. Please follow us there. You're always going to be the first to know. What was that? It was a bottle. Okay. okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to be the first to know what uh, movies we're going to be reviewing in the upcoming episodes. As far as past episodes, you're going to find that in a little archive tab we have there on our uh, website where you can hear all of our almost 300 past episodes. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way you can get them because if you're a subscriber, you're only allowed to uh, get the, the, the most recent 100 episodes. Yeah. All that and more on editingbay.com. Guys, please leave us a rating and a review on your podcasting app. Five-star rating. This is where the wheels fall <laughs> this off. This is ridiculous. On hour three. Uh, uh, yeah, five-star rating would be great. Let us know what you like about the show. Even if you have criticisms, if you make it a five-star bit of criticism, that's cool too because honestly, if you leave less than five, you're kind of a dick. And uh, we right. don't we don't want you listening. Anyway. I, I took a lift the other day and yeah. uh, gave the guy a, a four star rating instead of five because uh, he maybe he did some unsafe maneuvers. Yeah, and I wanted to make sure that that got recorded. Why didn't you just give him a one? Well, that's the thing. A four star is uh, a tantamount to a one star yeah. nowadays. That's right. I got a little email from Lyft being like, "Oh, dude, so sorry." We apologize sincerely for, for your four-star. This is unacceptable. What can we do to make this right? This, I was like, well, I, I didn't do a one-star. It was a four-star review. But, yeah. Um, yeah, in 2019. That's good. That's what it means. So five stars, please. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks. Uh, so what are we going to do next week? Well, this was my pick. Uh, and now we're in July. Yeah. And uh, it's time for summer. Summer I, movies. I hand the baton to you, my yeah. friends, um, to choose. Well, I think when we think of summer movies, mm. obviously we think of superheroes. Obviously. Got Spider-Man Far From Home get ready to hit. So why not get ready for a big superhero uh, throwdown Uh with uh, a superhero movie from 19... We're going to go back to 1997. We were just there last week. Okay. Uh, We're going to go back to 1997 with a movie about a uh, a character from the DC Comics universe. Uh Uh-oh. Played by Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, no. We're going to talk about Steel. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if that's on any of the streaming sites. I'm going to say no. But uh, I've got a copy of it I could send to you right do now. Do you? Please do. Yeah. Uh, so Shaquille O'Neal's Steel. Steel. We're going to be talking about that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and, uh, and yeah. I, I, I encourage you to, to join join us next Speaking week. Speaking of basketball, America's pastime. I call it basketball. We play in basketball. Oh, Shaq. Ball. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to get the fuck out of yes. here. We've been doing this for like Wrap four hours now. Jeff, thank you very much. Ugh. Joel, always a pleasure. Yes, and enjoy your uh, 4th of July vacation, uh, my friend. Uh, you as well, <laughs> Drive safely out there on the open road. Will do. And I uh, hope the weather's a little cooler up there. And, I uh, hope so, too. I'm hoping... I was seeing like these news stories about like flooding in Missouri. Oh, shit. And we're driving up to St. Louis to right see some of Sarah's there. family. And I'm like, uh, I don't want to have to brave that shit. Like, I don't want to... If, if there's anything flooding... Yeah. Like, well, let's just beeline it straight to fucking Rochester instead. Bring some floodies. Um, but, but no, seriously, I, I just I hope we don't run into any floods. 
Uh, but yeah, no, we'll be careful. You be careful here. We will. Everybody have a safe Fourth of July. Everyone and a happy Independence Day. Everybody have have a safe one. We'll catch you next week. Thanks. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.